sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Begins right here, right now. Live on a Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159. That's the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the SportsGrid network as well. That includes SportsGrid.com slash watch. Find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. Welcome to this glorious new week. Live right here on a Monday on the morning after. Why is this Monday even more special and significant because it's Monday, August 21st, 2023. And tonight, there's Monday night football outside the nation's capital between the Commanders and the Ravens. The flock looking for its 25th consecutive preseason victory. And on this Monday, it marks a historic moment in this football calendar. College football in 2023 will be played this week. Saturday is week zero. We are five days away from the start of the 2023 college football season. The last year of what has felt normal in college football before a ton changes around collegiate athletics in 2024. So we will savor it. We will cherish it to start off this Monday on the morning after. And of course, we're in the stretch run. About 35 or so games left. In Major League Baseball, in this regular season, everything in effect and determination right now on postseason positioning around MLB. But we start with Sunday night football in Los Angeles between the Chargers and the Saints. Some bad weather in L.A. I'm sure you've heard of the earthquake that is happening right now. The effects of Tropical Storm Hillary in Los Angeles and all of Southern California and a 5.1 earthquake north of Los Angeles last night. All of that under a dome despite some water dripping in for the Bolts and the Saints to conclude Sunday action week number two of the NFL preseason. In the story for the Saints, as it was in their preseason opener against the Chiefs, was kicking. Yes, field goal kicking. And their rookie kicker out of Notre Dame, Blake Groupie. In fact, it was Will Lutz who has solidified his spot as the starter for the Saints, making a perfect three of three in his field goal attempts. Groupie added on two more in his two field goal attempts. That's five. The Saints scored one touchdown, 22-17. The final last night in Los Angeles, a victory for the Saints and a cover from the men from the Big Easy as a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Both teams entered last night a perfect 1-0 in preseason play. The Chargers have been in Los Angeles each of the first two weeks. They hammered the Rams a week ago, 34-17. New Orleans again, the walk-off game-winning field goal off the right leg of Blake Groupie week number one against the Chiefs. He doesn't look the part necessarily of an NFL player. He was stopped by security twice in New Orleans last Sunday. Well, he adds two more field goals, a perfect two for two for New Orleans yesterday, a 22-17 win. We didn't see Derek Carr. We didn't see Justin Herbert. We didn't see many of the starters on either of the two sides. It was Easton Stick, the backup quarterback for L.A. that played the entirety of the game. Jameis Winston got the first half for New Orleans. And then the rookie quarterback out of Fresno State, Jake Hayner, took the final two quarters for Dennis Allen's club. The New Orleans Saints 
booked as the favorites currently to win the NFC South, a plus 130 number for New Orleans to claim a divisional crown, a win total of nine and a half, the over a slight bit of juice, and the Saints, because they are a divisional favorite, are favored to make the postseason at minus 188. The Bolts were a playoff team a year ago, a win total of nine and a half once again, and a slight minus money price favored to see the playoffs minus 115 for Los Angeles this season. Hey, welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number one of the first day of this new week. It's a Monday live right here on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. A big week in football, but it's a big home stretch around the bigs of Major League Baseball. The Atlanta Braves, baseball's best team, looking for a sweep yesterday at home against San Francisco. The second consecutive sweep for the Braves, but the Giants avoid that. A 4-3 victory as San Francisco scores in the away half of the ninth inning. A bases-loaded walk to Jock Peterson was the difference, snapping a five-game win streak for Atlanta. A 4-3 victory for the Giants, who remain in that second National League wild card spot, holding on by just a half game. The Braves, though, still baseball's best team, and by a pretty good margin. They've won eight of their last 10 games. It's two teams from the National League that pace the World Series odds. The Braves are the favorites, plus 280, only 70 cents behind the LA Dodgers at plus 350. Then double the price to get to Houston, the first team from the American League, a 7 to 1 number on the Strohs. The Braves' price has actually shortened by about 10 cents from where the weekend began to where it is now. And as we pay attention to playoff positioning here in the home stretch of this regular season, the Braves still have a four game advantage over Los Angeles for what would be the number one seed in the National League playoff standings going now to the American League you saw the Strohs well they're not the hottest team in the AL or in their division that would be the Seattle Mariners a 7-6 victory yesterday for the M's for a sweep over Houston Seattle has won six straight games 14 of their last 17 and now Seattle has a half game advantage over Toronto for the third and final American League wild card spot Julio Rodriguez the young star for the M's had a historic Weekend, 17 hits in a four-game span, at least four base knocks in all four of those games consecutively. He was one of five yesterday, scoring a run for Seattle. More around Major League Baseball up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm in Dash, recapping a weekend in the bigs all around Major League Baseball. Live right here on this Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. He is DRS. That is Donnie Wrightside. Joining us live right here on this Monday on TMA. DRS is going to be here for pretty much the rest of the opening hour. We'll recap a weekend in MLB. We'll set the stage for a new week. And then our reactions to weekend number two around the National Football League, some preseason action. DRS, as always, thank you for joining us here to start off a new week on this Monday on TMA. A new week, new money, and yes, week zero in college football is finally Woo. here. Live bullets start to fly this weekend, and away we go. This is great. This is exactly the time of the year that we love in this business, so I'm excited to get going. 
Donnie, right side is fired up for some college football. I oh, am yes. too. We focus first on Major League Baseball, though, DRS, where entering this weekend, the Seattle Mariners were trying to make some moves within their own division and thus for an American League wild card spot. And that's exactly what the M's have done. A 7-6 victory yesterday in the series finale against the Houston Astros. Seattle now DRS has won six consecutive games. They've won 14 of their last 17. They're currently the hottest team in all of MLB. And Seattle now, Donnie, a half game advantage over the Blue Jays for that third and final American League wildcard spot. It's amazing to watch it play out, too, because it's something that was a little bit unexpected here because the Mariners said, all right, we got a decent baseball club. We're actually going to trade away our closer, not really going to add on, and good luck to the rest of the season. And also keep in mind, this is a hot streak here that was buoyed basically off this past weekend of doing damage against the Houston Astros. It wasn't It's like, oh, you know, we played Kansas City six straight games and we're doing fairly well. This is a Mariners team right now, maybe being the hottest in baseball. We'll see, Ben, if it does continue into the month of September. But if you're talking about a team that probably was dead in the water to me about three weeks ago not anymore legitimate chance for them to make a wild card spot no doubt about it drs there was a ton of optimism for the mariners following last year's playoff run for seattle snapping a 21 year postseason drought they rallied in the second half to be in a similar spot to which they find themselves now but the m's didn't really live up to that expectation or optimism in the first half of this MLB season, but turning it on right now, led by the young superstar, J-Rod, Julio Rodriguez, 17 of 22, entering yesterday's series finale against the Strohs in the previous four games, those 17 hits in a four-game span, the most in Major League Baseball in the modern era. So as we look at the American League West DRS, the Rangers got swept this weekend by the Brewers. Texas maintains a two-and-a-half game lead over Houston, but because of the Mariners' play, DRS Seattle, not only in contention perhaps for a wild-card spot, they hold the third and final at this moment. They're only three games back in the AOS standings. Yeah, it's pretty impressive as the way it breaks down. Now, granted, I don't know how long this is going to continue because Kevin and I talked about this on the early line. If we can extrapolate the rest of the regular season where the Mariners will play this good of baseball, there's not a legitimate chance that they can win a wild card spot. There's a legitimate chance they can overtake both the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers in being in first place in the West. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. And I do think that there's going to be a cooling off period for the Mariners, but they're going to be in it here for the remaining parts of the season for that wild card spot. I was impressed and certainly have been impressed impressed here no doubt about it by the Mariners but also sometimes you expect it the Astros can't win all the time the Rangers can't win all the time you go through those ebbs and flows but if you are going to gain ground boy isn't it nice Ben to be hot at the right time when the two teams in front of you are actually losing and multiply losing games the Rangers lost four straight now they were swept this weekend by the Milwaukee Brewers DRS Texas entered this four game skid having won 12 of their last 14, but it was not the case for Texas this weekend against the Brew Crew. Milwaukee bounces back from getting swept by the L.A. Dodgers at the Ravine prior to this weekend. 6-2 the victory yesterday for Milwaukee. Six runs the day prior, nine runs the day before that. The offense picking up for the Brewers. And DRS in his fourth start as a member of the Texas Rangers, it was the worst one for Max Scherzer. His first loss as a member of Texas three and two-thirds DRS, and pitched 99 of those pitches. A pretty tough outing for Scherz. The Brew Crew takes advantage for a sweep. 
Yeah, they do. And also, let's look forward here to the Rangers. We've seen the past couple of years, Scherzer running a little bit out of gas, heading into late September, then into the playoffs. We'll see if that's the case this year. But, you know, some teams around Major League Baseball, like the Phillies, going to that six-man rotation, they're going to be in the playoffs here. You just need Max Scherzer to be the old Max Scherzer once the playoffs begin. We'll see how they treat this final month of the season with him. Max Scherzer is going to be that ace of staff, certainly for Texas. We'll see what happens to Nathan Eovaldi. He has been on the shelf for the past few weeks. And, of course, they also acquired Jordan Montgomery at the trade deadline. Elsewhere around the bids yesterday, DRS, the Braves entered on a five-game win streak. They have won eight of their last ten, but they did not pull off the sweep yesterday against San Francisco. The Giants with a run in the top of the ninth on a bases-loaded walk to Jock Peterson. And San Francisco survives, avoiding that sweep. The Giants needed this game, DRS. They're in that second National League wildcard spot, but they only have a half-game advantage up on the Chicago Cubs, who sit there with the third spot in the NL wildcard chase. Absolutely incredible. So much fun to watch this wild card race come out. And also, there's a lot of naysayers out here, but I'm always up for expansion, particularly in the playoffs. The more teams in the playoffs, the more games we have in the playoffs, number one. But number two, teams that are normally out of it are still being able to hang around and not selling. Like the Chicago Cubs, if there wasn't wild card around, what are they doing? They're probably selling at the deadline at this point. You take a look at a team like the Diamondbacks figure, like, what they lose? Like 15 games in a row, it felt like. They're only one yeah. game back of the wild card. There's so many things to watch in the NL, particularly each and every day, these teams jockeying for positions. And, oh, yeah, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Giants are going to square up this weekend. Who knows if the Giants can gain ground on the Phillies or the Phillies can say, you know what, this top wild card spot is ours. I love the fact that we have the extra wild card teams and just look at the NL just for that reason alone. It's a lot of fun. The six top teams right now in the National League wild card race are all separated by three and a half games. That includes Philadelphia that has a two and a half game lead over Chicago for that top wild card spot. There's a three-way tie behind the Cubbies between the Diamondbacks, Marlins, and Reds trying to get into the postseason in the National League. But DRS, the Braves have still won eight of their last ten games. The Dodgers played a doubleheader against Miami on Saturday because of that nasty weather in Southern California that came in yesterday. The Dodgers did have their 11-game win streak snapped by Miami on Friday evening, but bounced back by taking both of those doubleheader contests on Saturday. LA DRS still 17-2 in the month of August. So when you look at the World Series odds, it's a 70-cent distinction, Donnie, between Atlanta and LA. The Braves, the favorites, plus 280. The Dodgers, 70 cents back plus 350 you have to double the price Donnie to get to Houston the reigning World Series champions at a seven to one number yeah you're taking a look at these World Series prices and also keep in mind so many people have that fallacy of oh man why would I take a shot on the Astros the Rangers or the Orioles here at those prices when I don't think they can win the World Series when you're trying to take a look at making money on those tickets it's not a bad advantage like I like the Astros I took a couple pieces of them to win the World Series not actually because I think they can win it even though I do but if you have a seven to one price here on the Astros and they make the World Series you can make money on that with some hedging opportunities the same way you can do with the Rangers and the Orioles even though I do think the Braves and the Dodgers are the class of Major League Baseball. One of those teams is going to get knocked out, which leaves it up in the air for one of these teams in the American League to win it. And I do think still, even though they didn't play that well this weekend, the Houston Astros are that team to beat. DRS, it's a great point. Because of where the odds are right now, you're starting to find some value. A team from the American League has to play 
in the World Series. The next four best prices behind Atlanta and L.A., all from the AL, and you're doubling the number of the Dodgers. The Blue Jays right now tied for the seventh best number to win a World Series alongside the Phillies. It's 20-1. to Toronto now trailing the Mariners by half a game despite taking the final two games of their series against the Reds. They've won two straight, a 10-3 to victory yesterday for the Blue Jays. Bo Bichette back in the lineup this weekend as well. Two for five yesterday, DRS, with a homer and an RBI in his second game since returning. We'll set the stage for a new week in Major League Baseball with DRS up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A celebration it was for baseball last night in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, to celebrate the Little League World Series with some big league action. And one of those teams that was in Williamsport kicks off our slate on this Monday here on the morning after to preview a new week in Major League Baseball. I am Ben Stevens. Donnie Wrightside is here as well. DRS, last night in Williamsport, the Phils were a nearly $2.25 favorite against the Nationals. It was Washington scoring four runs in the home half of the first. It took the Phillies all the way until the top half of the ninth to answer. They did with three. There was some light for Philadelphia until Washington ended it. So the Phillies still a two-and-a-half game advantage for the top spot in the National League wildcard race. They take on a team starting today, DRS, the San Francisco Giants, who are two games behind them but occupy the second of three National League wild card spots. DRS, how significant then are these games in the National League wild card chase for postseason positioning? They're huge. You got it at home. You got to win this. The top wild card position is the best wild card position to be in. So it's your right to hold that down. And when you have a team coming into your city, you should be able to win that series. Even if we're taking a look at a game tonight, Scott Alexander, a lefty beyond the mound. He only has 48 batters faced over the past 30 days in Major League Baseball, but he's fared pretty well against those. But having said that, Left-handed batters, or excuse me, left-handed pitching. The Phillies have actually hit that extremely well. A couple guys in that lineup, Harper, Turner, and Castellanos, right in the middle, have done a lot of damage there. But just getting back to the overall thought process behind the NL, look, if you're the Phillies, you probably theoretically should be up more than two and a half games right now. Haven't played your best baseball, lost a game you probably should have won last night against a team you should have dominated. But having said that, everything still is looking straight ahead. It's not in the rearview mirror for the Phillies. Just handle your business, win series, you'll be in the playoffs. And as you saw last Last year, if you just can get into the playoffs, you can make some hay and some noise as they went to the World Series. Am I expecting a World Series run? Maybe not, but the Phillies should be able to handle the San Francisco Giants in their own building this week. Do what the odds indicate. You're over a dollar and a half favorite at mm-hmm. home in Philadelphia. You have your presumed ace on the bump, despite Aaron Nola giving up four or more earned runs in three of his last four starts. This is an October environment here, DRS, in late August. Now, we saw the Phils go on that magical run to a pennant last year in the NL, and of course, a spot in the World Series against the Astros. DRS, when you look at the National League pennant prices right now, much like we displayed in the World Series odds, it's the Braves and the Dodgers, well above everybody else. Atlanta's the favorite in the National League, plus 135. L.A., 30 cents back, plus 165. Then, more than an $8 drop-off 
to Philadelphia. The Phillies DRS, that third best number, but it's all the way at 10 to 1. The Giants are sliding right now. They've dropped 10 of their last 14 despite avoiding a sweep over the weekend yesterday against Atlanta. Their number, plus 1,800 to win the pennant. So DRS, can either of these two clubs that face off to start this week in Philly contend for a National League pennant? I think the Phillies can because if you're going toe-to-toe, and let's just say all things are equal health heading into the playoffs, the Phillies are just as talented as the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Had they performed that way? Absolutely not. But also, sometimes you just have to take a look again, what happened last year and how they can buoy a franchise. If the Phillies are saying to themselves, hey, look, man, it's really hard for a wildcard team to end up in the World Series, let alone win a playoff series. They just did that last year. So if the Phillies end up in a wild card position and head into the playoffs, they're not saying like, oh, man, what a relief we got here. But, yeah, nobody expects us to do anything. No, they expect you to actually get back to the World Series since you were in that same spot last year. But if I'm looking at the Milwaukee Brewers, they do have the front end starting pitching. Their batters are starting to come around. But I'm not taking a flyer on them. The Chicago Cubs, if Stroman's out, I'm not digging them either. The Giants is basically a good starting staff and a who's who at the plate. And hopefully you can get timely hitting. So if I'm being honest, in the National League, if we do take the Braves and the Dodgers off the board, it is the Philadelphia Phillies at a 10-to-1 price that would yeah. make the most sense because if they do get the good front-line pitching as Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, if they can get the timely hitting like you see with Bryce Harper last year throughout his playoff run, they can do some damage, and why not win it? And that's a pretty good price point, 10-to-1, not to win the World Series, just to win the National League. That's probably the only team I would trust outside of that yeah. clear top two in L.A. and Atlanta DRS another important wild card series in the National League to start off this week in San Diego the Padres over the next three days will finish off a 10 game homestand but it's been anything but beneficial for the Padres they dropped three of four over the weekend against their divisional foes the Arizona Diamondbacks the team they were looking up at to start the weekend in the NL wild card chase in fact San Diego over the past week and a half has dropped five of seven against Arizona. The Padres now, DRS, six games back of the National League wildcard third final spot. The Padres do start a series today against the Marlins. The odds have just been posted. Michael Walker gets the start for San Diego. They're over a $2 favorite. DRS, no starter listed just yet for Miami. Expecting probably going to be Johnny Cueto, but even having said that, this is what doesn't make any sense about the Padres. They're getting healthy now, and they've basically been healthy the entire season. Michael Waka back into the rotation. Every single night, outside of just a few random games, they're going to be favored. Why? They have the better lineup, the better bullpen, and the better starting pitcher. But that hasn't equated to victories at all, which is so mind-numbing here. If you're looking at these long-shot prices for the Padres, and you say to yourself, Ben, my goodness, if the Padres could just make it into the playoffs, they're just as talented as any team if not more talented in Major League Baseball. But it hasn't worked out in their favor. Yeah. You're telling me tonight, Waka versus Cueto, they shouldn't handle their business? Absolutely they should. But then again, over the past three weeks, they should have handled their business on quite a few nights that they haven't done so. If I'm betting, it would be the Padres tonight. But it's hard to lay down money on a team that you know is better. And every night, it's like, man, what a puzzling strategy that was by the Padres. What do they do on the base pass? Why can't they hit? Why is Juan Soto taking walks instead of swinging away? There's too many questions question marks around the Padres right now DRS there has always been expectation for San Diego this year they Mm -hmm. did not sell at the deadline like many expected they had started to make a run 
since then, it's been disappointment after disappointment. And we thought even in this 10-game homestand DRS against the Orioles, against the team in the D-backs they were looking up at, and then these Miami Marlins who are in that three-way tie, a game behind the Cubbies for that third and final National League wildcard spot. Despite all the struggles this year for San Diego, this was the moment, moment still there for the Padres again anything but but greater than a two dollar favorite at least at home tonight against Miami Arizona like we mentioned won three of four against San Diego this weekend the Diamondbacks DRS at home to start off this week against the Texas Rangers who have now dropped four consecutive games and were swept by the Brewers over the weekend Texas with their newly acquired Jordan Montgomery making his fourth start in a Rangers uniform a minus 164 right now DRS road money line favorite in the desert yeah past 30 days here jordan montgomery only 15 batters he's faced from the left-hand side has really had a little, a little bit of an issue with that but having said that ben tonight if we're looking at the lineup we're only anticipating one left-handed batter to be in the lineup today if we take a look at his seasonal number a 172 iso with a weighted on base percentage of 316 for jordan montgomery against right-handed batters which is right around average which is exactly what you would want if we flip it over to the texas side you're going up against slade Ciccone tonight and he has struggled mm. with left-handed batters well that's probably the side that you don't want to struggle with. You're going to get Seager and Lowe there, probably in the two and three hole tonight. That can do some damage. They haven't played well, talking about the Rangers. And we're talking about the Arizona Diamondbacks rising back up when it looks like they were about to be buried in their own division and wild card race, winning some games, not only a game out of that final spot in the wild card. But tonight, I'm going to put my money on the Rangers here. I think they're the better overall ball club, and it's time to wake up because they realize the Mariners are hot. And sooner or later, the Astros are going to wake up, and they better wake up as well. Yeah. A a two-and-a-half game lead still for Texas atop the American League West. They are still an odds-on favorite, but that number Mm -hmm. tightening just a tad after the weekend, and they are riding a four-game losing skid. Quickly here, DRS, on Arizona, they were a team that was 13 games above 500 at the All-Star break. They got off to a miserable start in the second half. They were 5-20, but they've turned things around in the last 10 days or so. They have won seven of their last nine, an important series weekend victory against those San Diego Padres, taking three of four from the Padres in Southern California. So, DRS, we focused on the pennant prices in the National League. Now let's go individually. Ronald Acuna Jr. has been an odds-on favorite to win the NL MVP pretty much all season long, and he still is. It's a minus 450 price for the leadoff hitter for baseball's best team in the Braves. But Freddie Freeman is closing. Mookie Betts, that number gets a little bit shorter. And I guess keep an eye on Acuna's teammate, Matt Olson in Atlanta as well. Still a minus 450 price, DRS. But do you think there's a possibility here in the final 35 or so games of this MLB regular season Ronald Acuna Jr. can be caught in the National League MVP race. Oh, sure. I mean, we see it time and time again where you do have a nice lead and it should be yours, but also you get into that lull, right? It's who gets off to that hot start. Ronald Acuna and the Braves, you sort of carry it, but sometimes it's what have you seen last makes that biggest impression. And what we're talking about here is if the Dodgers surpass and take over as that top seed here in the NL, that might be enough to get Freddie Freeman or Mookie Betts over because probably the catalyst, Ben, for that move would be Freddie Freeman or Mookie Betts are having very, very good yeah. seasons as is. Look, I understand Acuna is the favorite and Rightfully so. But if you're looking for those bonus points down the stretch, let the Dodgers take over and see if one of those two guys can take down that MVP award. A 6-1 to one number on Freeman. Double that for his L8 teammate Mookie Betts at 12-1. to one, And Matt Olson is still there at plus 
2300. Ronald Acuna Jr. is on pace for a historic season with what he is doing at the dish and what he is doing when he reaches base on those base paths and stealing a couple of those bags. He is the minus money favorite for a reason, but it's a little bit more competitive now than we expected earlier this year. We turn our attention to the National Football League. Preseason week number two comes to a close tonight between the Ravens and the Commanders. We preview it up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Preseason week number two in the National Football League feels familiar. It feels comfortable because not only did we have a Sunday night football game yesterday, we have a Monday night football game tonight outside the nation's capital to round out week number two. He's DRS. I am Ben Stevens. Donnie, let's look back on Sunday night in Los Angeles between the Chargers and the Saints. New Orleans wins their second straight game in this preseason, courtesy of the field goal kickers, 22-17 last night in L.A., covering as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, Lutz, who is the presumed starter for the Saints, a perfect three for three, but then DRS, the young rook out of Notre Dame, Blake Groupie, continues his great preseason. He hit the game winner against KC last weekend, a perfect two-for-two yesterday, for New Orleans. Jameis Winston led three scoring drives, all ending in a field goal. DRS, I know you love field goal kicking just as much as me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. And there you go. By the way, when you have those backup kickers here, it does mean something for them, too. You go a couple preseason shots. Later in the season, somebody's going to be giving you a phone call. I do think Lutz is still going to be the kicker there in New Orleans. But having said that, if you're a young rookie kicker, putting some good film on there does help out. Yesterday, I was actually – I liked it. Jameis Winston got 21 attempts. You know, sort of that comeback here from 169 yards. Didn't turn it over. But how about Easton Stick? Played the entire game. He threw 41 passes in a preseason game. 233, but did throw the two interceptions. It was interesting all the way around, but not very many starters played in this game. But having said that – I'm really looking forward to the Chargers season this year. They have every weapon you could want, which included Quentin Johnson. He just looks bigger than everybody in pads, too. Impressive kid. One of the biggest play threats out of TCU. He is a wide receiver for the Bolts. His college quarterback, Max Duggan, is a backup QB for L.A. He played week number one, but not week number two here in the preseason. So, DRS, let's go to that optimism for L.A. The Chargers have a win total of nine and a half. They are slightly favored to make the postseason in what we all expect to be a gauntlet in the AFC. DRS, do you believe Los Angeles with a newly paid quarterback in Justin Herbert lives up to that hype in 2023? I really do. Like, it, we're talking about legitimate threats in the AFC West. I don't think it's coming from the Denver Broncos and obviously not the Vegas Raiders. So that leaves up the Chargers here. They have every component you want, Ben, right? Except maybe trust in the starting quarter. Excuse me, trust in the actual head coach. Starting quarterback, no trust issues there. Legitimate wide receiver core. Austin Eckler, one of the best running backs out of the backfield. And also, love the fact that Kellen Moore comes over. He's supposed to be the whisperer that goes, it's okay to throw the football downfield. Watch how many routes I send these guys on nine routes in favor routes you're a good enough quarterback to make those throws the sky is the limit for the Chargers it could be boom or bust but I'm betting on it's going to be more boom than bust this year watch out Kansas City Chiefs 
Of course, a playoff berth for L.A. a season ago. They did squander a 27-0 first-half lead against Jacksonville. The Chiefs have still won the AFC West seven consecutive years, but L.A. trying to make a run this season. DRS on the other side, the Saints, the favorites to win the NFC South. What's your evaluation of New Orleans with Derek Carr, their starting quarterback in 2023? I really like the Saints in the regular season. I really like the Saints to win the NFC South. I don't think they're going to do damage in the playoffs, but what's not to like? They're going to have a decent front seven to get after the quarterback. And also, you have the best quarterback in the division. When Alvin Kamara comes back after three games, you have a legitimate offense yeah. with great wide receivers. The thing I'm looking to most years, and I actually already placed this wager down on the FanDuel Sportsbook, teams to win 10 or more games. It sounds crazy, but that's one of my favorite bets here is on the Saints. He said, Donnie, what do you mean? Over 10 games here, they're probably going to have factor in. If you look at their schedule, and I know you're not supposed to play this game, but when I go game for game here, it's like, my goodness, this is a schedule from the heavens here for a Saints team. If they don't yeah. win that division and or get 10 games, something's really wrong there. I expect a good season out of car, which means 10 plus games based on that schedule and they'll win that division plus 130 here at the FanDuel Sportsbook to do that. Listen, DRS is spot on right there. Warren Sharp, one of our good friends here on the Sports Grid Network, our lead NFL analyst. He does a great job with the numbers and the projections. And DRS, based on his projected win totals for 2023 Mm -hmm. and the numbers out there for the expectation around the NFL, strength of schedule, the Saints have the easiest in all of the National Football League. I agree with you. I have the Saints to win the division. I have the Saints over nine and a half wins. I don't Mm -hmm. think a losing record wins the South once again. And DRS, you brought up the point. Is New Orleans going to contend for a conference championship? I'm not so sure. But at a 17 to one number, the Saints have the seventh best price right now in the NFC. If they're going to host a playoff game, courtesy of winning the NFC South DRS, by the time we get to mid-January, there might be some value on that or at least a cash out option for some profitability on New Orleans. Here's the fun part about the Saints ticket here. And again, most people aren't looking towards the Saints to win the NFC or the Super Bowl. And quite frankly, I'm on the same wavelength. But I got to tell you, let's just say the Saints play good football this year and wind up in with 12 wins. Could that be enough maybe for a bye week? Could that be enough for the number two overall seed? And the reason I say that is, boy, that's one of the better home field advantages in football. You get a playoff game down there in the Superdome. That is incredible for that environment. So it's not against, yeah. and again, like, well, how could you, like, there's the Eagles and the Cow. I get all that. But if you look at the schedule now plays out not saying they can win the Super Bowl they would be lined up for a playoff run by default by having a multiple home games DRS Dennis Allen is in his second year now as the head coach in New Orleans replacing Sean Payton but he spent six years as the DC under Sean Payton and in the past three seasons even last year as his first as a head coach the Saints have had a top 10 defense in both scoring defense and total defense in the National Football League that has remained a constant in the Big Easy. All right, we turn our attention now to one of the 11 games that we saw on Saturday around NFL preseason week two action in Houston. C.J. Stroud made his second consecutive start for the Texans. Tua Tungabailoa got the start for Miami. DRS, I couldn't believe my eyes that Mike McDaniel was rolling Tua out there in a preseason game. And on the very first play from scrimmage offensively, Tua threw a pick for the Dolphins the defense was able to get off the field and then on his second of two offensive possessions Tua leads a 14 play 93 yard touch 
down drive. But Donnie, I was astonished to see Tua Tungavailoa take part at all in a preseason contest. Yeah, and also he threw the ball seven times. But I've read, you know, the press Kiplings after the game with McDaniel. And he actually, he was kind of right about this. Hey, it was good to see Tua get out there. And he actually kind of liked that he threw the interception right off the bat. How are you going to battle back here? And, of course, you know, did very well here to get 61 yards on a five of seven. But it is kind of interesting. But you do have to understand, there's a lot of psychology that goes behind that, too. Last time we saw Tua Tagovailoa, it wasn't working out all that well with the Dolphins. Go through the offseason. Get healthy here. Learn how to fall so you don't knock your head. But also, getting some of those reps in an NFL game environment that goes, you know what? Things are going to be okay here in 2023. Let's have a good season here. So you even got the optimism of seeing how he would respond to having a bad play and coming back and playing yeah. good football. I didn't mind what I saw because football players do have to play football. But every once in a while when you see a guy like Tua who has probably more to lose than everybody else due to one just random shot on him. But I did like to see him there and also overcoming the adversity. Tua made the tackle on the interception. He wasn't really trying to. He got yeah, don't be doing into that. the guy yeah. who was running it back for Houston. But still made the tackle, even with his back. C.J. Stroud, his second preseason start for Houston, a little bit better on Saturday afternoon, 7 of 12, 450 yards. He played the entirety of that opening half. Skylar Thompson, who, of course, started the playoff game for Miami in Buffalo Mm -hmm. last January, 15 of 22, 157 yards and three touchdown tosses. DRS, the Dolphins, with the expectation that Tua is healthy in all of the offensive pieces in South Beach, have a win total of nine and a half. But Miami plays in what we all anticipate will be the most competitive division in football this year, the AFC East. DRS, what is your outlook for the Finns this upcoming NFL year? The outlook for me, I can't put any money on the Dolphins. And that doesn't seem I think they can do big things because they can. If you tell me right now, Ben, I get a free pass, like we turn the injuries off. Hey, Donnie, by the way, two is playing 17 games. They might win this division. They definitely win 10 games, and they will be hell on wheels by the time you get to the playoffs here. But isn't that it? I can see myself. You put money on the Dolphins. Week three, Tua gets a shot. He's down for four games for a concussion. Now you're worried about him even coming back or the remaining parts of his football career, and then you leave it up to Skylar Thompson. You can't do that. In the NFL, when you're betting it, you're trying to take as many sure things as possible. And the problem with the Miami Dolphins is the quarterback is the biggest question mark. Not to play well for me, but just to be available in a 17-game schedule. Even if he, let's just say he gets one concussion this week, excuse me, this year. That's not a week-to-week thing anymore, Ben. We're talking about a month off to let him heal and that might be too late the only downfall for the Dolphins is to his health and that's too much for me to gamble on it is and it's a fair point DRS right health is contingent for any future bet or projection but it's a little bit different when it pertains to head injury with so much unknown and that's the future for Tua Tungabailoa. It's different yeah. than a quarterback injuring his arm and coming back the next year or a wide receiver spraining his ankle and then being back on the playing surface. Head injury is still a very gray area around the National Football League. But Tua did get the start on Saturday, as did C.J. Stroud. Two more starting quarterbacks also starting on Saturday. In a good one in Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett made the start for the Steelers. Josh Allen got the start for Buffalo. And Josh Allen, DRS, played three offensive possessions for Buffalo. He went 7 of 10 for 64 yards. But it was Kenny Pickett on the other side for the Steelers, leading two scoring drives. And Pittsburgh picking up its second consecutive win here in the preseason, 27-15. The Steelers were a slight underdog at home. And DRS, the total was 42.5 between the Bills and the Steelers, staying under by the hook. 
I'm telling you, you look at the Steelers team. Now, granted, can you take a lot out of preseason wins and losses? Not really, but they are 2-1 and one here. Keep in mind also in this game that ended up 27-15. to 15. They were up 27 to nothing. And over the weekend, I did yep. take a piece of the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the Super Bowl. You say, Donnie, you're crazy. They're not winning the Super Bowl. Hear me out. I understand that. But at those type of price points that you're getting all from the Pittsburgh Steelers, if they make it to the playoffs, that is going to turn into a money ticket. And also, this, what's not to like about the Steelers? If Kenny Pickett progresses, Ben, from his rookie year to his sophomore season in the NFL like we think yep. he should there's talent all over the place why not the Steelers to make a playoff run I think they could do it DRS you said when talking about Tua Tungavailoa and any injury concern you have around a team at this point of the NFL betting season you want to bet on guarantees here's a guarantee for you Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season in 16 years at the helm in Pittsburgh, the win total is eight and a half for the Steelers. The over has the juice. One more futures bet, by the way, on the Steelers. Keep an eye on Nick Herbig, the fourth-round pick, an edge rusher out of Wisconsin. Already two and a half sacks and two tackle for losses here in this preseason. 50-1 to one the price on Herbig to win defensive rookie of the year. Quickly, DRS, final minute of this segment. The Ravens look to make it 25 consecutive Preseason wins on Monday Night Football against the Commanders tonight in Landover. Will the Ravens get it done? The Ravens will get it done tonight, but the only reason why I get a little bit nervous is Ron Rivera might actually think this is a real regular season football game and might have to be reminded in the press conference that it actually did not count here. But no, who's betting against the Ravens and why are you doing that, Ben? Don't do that. It's not good for you. Minus 135 on the money line, a point and a half spread in favor of the flock. During this 24-game win streak in preseason football that dates all the way back to September of 2015 for Baltimore, John Harbaugh's Ravens are also 20-4 and four against the number. It's only a point and a half spread. Yeah. DRS, you're the best as always, my man. Great kicking off a week with you here on the morning after we round out this opening hour by hearing from you the public up next on tmn sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Rounding out this opening hour of the first day of a new week, it's live on a Monday right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159. That's the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Spiz Grizz Network, that is SportsGrid. And this is the ultimate sports betting companion app, otherwise known as the new SportsGrid app. Now available for download at both the Apple App Store and the Play Store. If you have an iPhone, if you have an Android, it doesn't matter if your text is blue or green. Scan the QR code on your screen right now, and in a matter of moments, you will have all of our information, all of our insight in the palm of your hand. It is smarter to be on SportsGrid each and every day. There's multiple five-star plays, best bets, if you will, in the SportsGrid app. Maybe even for Monday Night Football tonight in Landover, Maryland, between the Commanders and the Ravens. Baltimore riding an NFL historic 24-game win streak in the preseason. Does it become 2-5 tonight on a Monday outside the nation's capital against Washington? That was the question and fade the public. (laughs) 
at SportsGrid TV on Twitter. Will the Ravens extend their preseason streak to 25 consecutive wins tonight against the Commanders? Yes or no? It's a money line bet for you. Minus 135 for Baltimore, plus 115 if the Commanders can pull off the slight upset at home, ending the Ravens streak at 24 straight wins. Most of the public, rightfully so, 73% of the public, saying the flock keeps it going, extends to 25 Tonight, but about 27% saying no. All right, good for you guys out there. Plus 115. I will make this point. It's only a point and a half spread. Yes, Baltimore did only win by a single point. 20-19 to make it 24 straight against Philadelphia. Week number one of this preseason. But John Harbaugh and the flock, 20-4 and four against the spread in this 24-game win streak in preseason football. Our number two is up next. Live right here on the morning after. 